All right. I think I have all the Nintendo stuff on the website now, except for links okay. pointing to it. But I should uh, details look that up. Well, you can't because there's no links pointing to it. But, I was uh, just going to your website and getting the oh, rankings. Yeah, so you could do that. That's this. It's the same site. I just uploaded okay. the files onto the. Uh, oh, the Go the, Basketball support. Gotcha. I'm, I'm just looking at that. I just got that up. I did search a search Go Basket Nintendo, and it was like the third link. So. Wait, what were the first two links? Uh, let's curious. see. Let's see. Go Basky Nintendo. I'll search again. I got first one is Alex's goal is to play enough Nintendo and some Go Basky <laughs> Wallace report Facebook story oh. or some yeah some Facebook posts. Alex's goal is to play enough Nintendo so as to make Charlie play all of the games quote unquote the next time he visits. Uh, <laughs> I apparently I like that comment. If I unlike it and then relike it, it may it may pop up on the thing. I see my brother. Oh, no, it was, down, uh, it was six down. It was six down. Sorry. There's just your page is second. Other high scores. Gobeski Bulletin 1. Gobeski Bulletin 1 commentary on. And then it was the <laughs> links. So six. Followed by Doug Gobeski, www.gameinformer.com. Yeah, that's what I just clicked on. It says he has not <laughs> provided us any information. <laughs> uh, topic matches for Liz East Valley Tribune. There we go. I believe that's my cousin. Okay. Uh, some answers.yahoo.com link. Are we recording this? Yeah, it's still still being recorded. I figure there's no point in not recording everything and then just figuring out where it starts. Yeah. Do we need a laugh track? Sure. All right. Can I just... uh, That way people will know when to laugh. (laughs) Speaking of laugh tracks, you guys ever watch Sports Night, the Um, uh, Aaron Sorkin show? I've seen clips of it. I've not not seen like a whole episode. I only saw the first episode and turned it off because it had a laugh track. It is so bizarre. So the best thing is, right, like there's that laugh track that and it's really not the sort of show that should have a laugh track. But it turns out I didn't really realize this. Like I sort of thought they had just gotten rid of the laugh track after the first couple episodes. But no, it's actually there for like the whole first season. It's just that only every so often does the audience laugh. (laughs) Because it's not really that kind of show, right? It's an Aaron Sorkin show. Right. (laughs) So there you go. There's your tag. Did you see any more of it? I've seen the whole thing. Oh, really? So it's good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. It was worth the uh, $10 I paid at uh, Target for it. Yeah, I just remember that being extremely distracting. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but fortunately, the audience quickly stops finding it funny, so it doesn't come up very much. <laughs> and then the second season, like, they get rid of it. Yeah, it turns out if you go to Target, oftentimes they will have returns from the website that they have to mark down at like 75% off or something. So you can actually get some pretty good deals as a result. So that's how Sports Night regularly $40 I got for 10 <laughs> Some Lego set I picked up for like $5, regularly like 30 So Not bad. Hello. And welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. And I'm and with Alex us. Clark. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, you're, you're, oh. wait, is there some segue into this now? I was, I was just going to say that you were present, but oh, you, okay. you jumped the gun. So we can run no, through that again if you want. <laughs> I feel like there are way too many podcasts where we do that. So let's just move on. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's fine. We'll leave this. We need to fill out the time, right? Yeah. No, no, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> we have the opposite problem.
<laughs> what did these run like two hours and you have to cut it down to like 40 minutes of gold yeah yes gold jerry gold <laughs> how did that happen by the way like you listen to the first few and they're like 20 minutes long and they're snappy and they're done and then and then you get further and further in and they get longer and longer i think it has to do with the fact that you know we don't get to have extended conversations as much as we used to so when we get the chance to sit down you know we don't know when to start we don't know when to stop <laughs> And, and they're we just funny enough. Topic. <laughs> yeah, they're all just funny enough, and they all <laughs> connect, all the different segments connect to each other just enough. <laughs> like, well, if I cut that, then this won't make sense. <laughs> but do I care if that doesn't make sense? <laughs> well. <laughs> are we in episode 50 yet? What episode is this? Uh, I want to say it'd be 43, 44, something like that. Uh, We're coming up on it soon. This Ooh. will probably be 45. No, oh, all right. Because you still have to do a Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Should I wait until it's Christmas in July? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so Alex, because yeah, we just did an episode in February that was about Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just make non-topical episodes? Let's not talk about anything that's ever happening. You could just you could just delay the process so that it takes a year before you upload them, and then we're just like perfectly topical. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's too bad because uh, I was going to talk about something topical, namely uh, I've covered one of the nice advantages about living in Arizona: no spring forward. Wow. No spring forward. No. Nope, so you the, just constantly the... fall back every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a trust exercise yeah. where Arizona is trusting the rest of the state to catch us, and usually we don't. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're in late 2005. <laughs> In Arizona right now. Yeah. We're actually still on the Julian calendar. <laughs> yeah, I made so, up. Yeah. I made up for that hour of sleep I lost this morning by just taking a four-hour nap this afternoon. I think. <laughs> I think that works out. Yeah, it does. I checked the math. What did you do with your lost hour, Charlie? <laughs> what did I do with my lost hour? To commemorate I, I, it, I guess. I I slept through it. I guess. I think that's what most people do with the hour they lose. I think I stayed up once just to see what would happen. To see what would happen. Like looking at an automatically updated clock. Yeah. I remember staying up and watching the TV Guide channel doing that once. <laughs> and then it went from one fifty nine to 3 o'clock, and I'm like, it's 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I should go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also remember at one point back in the days of VCRs and timed recordings and things that you didn't just tell your box to do it or whatever. I remember like on the Sunday of fallback, there was uh, something was on at 2 a.m. that I wanted to record. And I remember thinking to myself, which 2 a.m. is it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just play the same show twice in a row. <laughs> yeah, just to be safe. <laughs> so, exciting news here at the Gobeski Wallace Report. Yes. So, why don't you tell us about it, Charlie? Um, we started, uh, I don't believe we had done this last time, we started a new Nick Bronson adventure story. Oh, you actually have news. I was just trying to trap you, but okay. <laughs> Yes, it's all completely Twitter-based. So if you follow us on Twitter, at GW Report, you already know that we're, oh, presumably 5% of the way through a story. <laughs> I'm willing to give us 6. 6%? All right. Yeah. Actually, to be perfectly honest, we might be further along than that. Murphy's actually doing things for once. And it ends up being more that I think we're trying to trap each other <laughs> in predicaments and see how the other person gets out of it. Yes. <laughs> Which is usually via wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> rather than actual solutions to problems. See, but that works too. 
doesn't this just make you really want to read this story? <laughs> what if I could read an action adventure story where the plot was moved forward by puns? <laughs> so who's in the background? I hear someone in the background. Uh, someone just said you're going down. Might have been my roommates. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> you hear a Game of Thrones theme. I think that's what they're watching right now. Oh. <laughs> that's why I was trying to get on this mic instead of the, the webcam mic. Wait, we're competing with Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, we're up against Game of Thrones. So I, uh, yeah, I gave right. up on watching that show about two episodes in. By the time this podcast goes out, everyone in the series will be dead anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all zombies now. Now what? <laughs> time for Game of Walking Dead. <laughs> Did you add a lot of quotes to the bottom of the ranking page? Uh, slowly or... but surely to jump ahead in our podcast, I guess. Well, let's let's just get to I it. Am. I am. All right. <laughs> As I'm just then, giving. Then, then lead us in, Charlie. Well, uh, back in high school, when Adam, Alex, and I had a lot more time on our hands. Adam, I think as we all know at this point, is a it's a collector of original NES cartridges and among other things. Among other things, yes. And uh, we all decided one night to sit down and start rating every single one he had. And I don't. How many do you have at this point? How many did you have at that point? At that point, I probably had around 300. Okay, so you imagine that even if we were to sit and play each game for three minutes, that would be 900 minutes. Shouldn't we be done by now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) as it turns out, I keep buying more games. That's true. So some games it's impossible to play that quickly too. Yes. Yeah, so according to my uh, current list, we have rated 449 games. Four? Really? Wow. Out of out of I believe there are like 700 plus Nintendo games. So we're actually past halfway. Wow. I think we're each missing a few of them though. I don't think we've played yes. them all. That is true. And I think you missed out on your chance to get a NES World Championship <laughs> cartridge too. <laughs> So have, do you actually? I think it was only a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> do you wasn't know what I, that actually is? I don't remember what's on it, but wasn't it given away? Is like it wasn't even just a consolation prize for not winning. Doesn't have the timer Editor. on it too, as well. Like that, you can uh, adjust so, how long you can play the game for. So they Nintendo Power did some sort of contest where they were going to find the best uh, Nintendo players or something. So if you, I don't know, did something, you got invited to go play at the Nintendo World Championships 1990. And uh, you had to play, I think you had to score as many points as you could in Super Mario, get as many points as possible in two other games. Uh, For some reason, Rad Racer comes to mind as one of them. Um, but whoever got the most in, I think it's like a three minutes per game or something, uh, won the championship. And then I believe there were, it's something like there were 10 gray cartridges of this game given as yeah, consolation prizes. And then I think there were like 25 gold versions that were given to winners of Nintendo Power uh, magazine thing. Consequently, it's, uh, I think, by far the rarest game for the Nintendo, but it's not really that exciting because it's just sort of timed versions of games you can already play for like 50 cents each. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe the uh, the ROM of the cartridge is available on the internet, so you can try it out without having to fork over oodles of dollars. Oh, so we might have to play that anyway? Yeah. I don't think we've we've degenerated into playing ROMs yet. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, have, we, we haven't gotten to that point. 
But we got plenty we're, of we're so bored <laughs> with the nintendo games that we have you know listed up <laughs> that we're just gonna play the rest in rom version oh <laughs> we have to play another fisher price game let's just go to the roms <laughs> but before we uh the reason we're talking about this is that the our ratings for all the nintendo games are now on the Gobeski Wallace Report website. So by the time you listen to this, you can check out those ratings for yourself. Uh, yep. And the first game that we rated was... <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed your total lack of interest in that. You were like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Back to me. If you were interested in such things, yes. <laughs> uh, no, so the first game we rated was uh, Adventure Island. And I believe, were we? did we have to rate that a five? I think we decided that was going... Well, that's what we discussed originally was this is going to be an average game and we should rate it five and we quickly decided that we couldn't do that. We determined that it was an average-ish game, you know, by game standards. So So, Adam then gave it a 6.5, meaning his uh, average... Well, because I felt it was better than many games. (laughs) Adam had more context (laughs) than Alex and I at that point. Yes. Is there a game we all rated a five? There's probably not. No, I doubt it. Only occasionally is there a game that we all rated the same score. Scrolling through the list here. Did we ever give a game? I mean, my, my ooh, Captain America and the Avengers was close. <laughs> five, five, four and a half. That might be the closest, actually. But not only are the ratings themselves up on the website, but also quotes for the ones we decided to get quotes from the people who rated them, which might be slightly more entertaining to read than just a bunch of numbers. (laughs) Yes. Although if you disagree with any of the numbers, feel free to contact us via Facebook or Twitter and we will add your numbers to the score. Oh, that's right. We have done that on occasion. Yeah. Guest scores. Oh, I found one with all three the same. (laughs) Okay. Sky Shark. (laughs) I don't even remember playing this game. It had to have been all right if I gave it a seven. And another one. Wow. <laughs> Spider-Man Return of the Sinister Six, Straight which we all sixes. gave it a six. 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 Uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, of course, the ten. tens. Yeah. I think there's a few tens. T and C yeah. surf designs. I don't, I don't know that those count. <laughs> that's two, but nothing we all gave a five to, I don't think. Zen Intergalactic Ninja. Yeah, that's a game. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be one, though, where the average comes out to five, right? Uh, probably. Yeah, I guarantee it almost. There's one. Yeah. Uh, Super Spike V-Ball. Like <laughs> which I hated, apparently. Is that the, the Tecmo? Is that a Tecmo no, game? I think, oh, no, maybe that is the Tecmo. Or the, not Tecmo, the, uh, the River City Ransom guys. Oh, that is a Tecmo? It's Technos, I think. Oh, Technos, okay. There are a few. Uh, Robo Warrior. Apparently, I felt better about Road Blasters than you guys did. Bill Elliott's NASCAR challenge. <laughs> How long can you hold the left button? <laughs> Mickey well, Mouse Capade might ones. actually be the closest here. I see four, six, and five. Adventures of Dino Riki. Four, five point five, five point five. If you're hearing these scores with a low number being read first, that is my score. Chrisly <laughs> low on my score ranking. We averaged them all, right? Like the I, average I, score for yes. each person. Uh, yes. See? And I, I think you and I, you and, sorry, me and Charlie differed by like not much at all, like yeah. point two or something. And then Alex was like a full point below. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have strict guidelines for my scoring system. <laughs> I just make this stuff you, up as I go you along. You do. Because, so, if you recall, at one point, we did actually finish before I bought more games. <laughs> and, and so that's how we compiled the top, as it turned out, 29 Nintendo games. Wait, we actually, was... we actually finished 
the total amount of games that you had at some point? Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think we were only in like the two to three hundred range at that point. Oh yeah. wow! I don't think but we've added any games since then, though, because the so quality of games has gone down dramatically. So I, I looked through, and since then, I believe there are three candidates Ooh. that were not rated but are qualified, and they were Fire and Ice, Metal Storm, and River City Ransom. All very good games. All basically just squeaking in. Yeah. Despite Alex's best efforts to not let them, they, they, they'd fill out the bottom of the twenty-nine. I'm forced to rank. Yeah. <laughs> Metal Storm, I remember I'd never heard of the game. And then after we played it, I actually sat down and played it a lot in our dorm room. Yeah, I recall that. It was kind of neat. It had the, it was you were like a robot and it had this mechanic where you were switching the gravity. So you're either up on the ceiling or down on the floor and progressing forward in like a platformer sort of way. You would have to switch the gravity to avoid different obstacles. And it's a pretty well designed game. Oh, you think so? Do you? I is that not Metal Storm? <laughs> was that something else? No, that's Metal Storm. Okay. But if you like it so much, why don't you sing a song about it? Oh, oh wow. There we go. Shoot. Good. Dodge that bullet this time. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting. I, I know. I know. I know. I'm, th- I'm trying to think of a style here. You guys at least got me. Got to give me a style. Style of music. Uh, all right. Or in the Calypso. style of, of what? A Calypso. Calypso? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question. You don't need to... Would you just like to like mock some song or would you like to like create a new song within a like genre? (laughs) (laughs) We've got to take like improv classes or something. This is difficult. (laughs) I think we have to take improv classes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to you got to jump out the gate with the sing a song so that you don't have to do it. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) So are you looking for a song to parody? Is that what you want? yes, Yes. Sure, sure. All right. Uh, how about Billy Joel's "My Life"? Oh, okay. Is that a is that a song that everyone's reasonably familiar with? What, what's the what the game is this again? Metal Storm. All right. Metal Storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Metal Storm. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a robot and you're walking to the right and you, it's the Metal Storm. <laughs> And then the gravity switches, and then you're on the ceiling. <laughs> do, 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 do. And then there's a gun that shoots at you, and then you avoid it somehow. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> and then you beat the game and have to do it all again. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. <laughs> you get a higher difficulty. Like, like Bubble Bobble. Yes. Alex, do you remember the time we played Bubble Bobble at oh, your God. dad's? Yeah. How many thousands of levels are there in that game? <laughs> uh, no, there, I think we decided there were 288 or something like that. But Two, like, I, 40? I thought, wasn't there, like, 60, like, four times? Uh, it was some huge number. All I remember is that you and I sat down at, like, I want to say, like, <laughs> 10 o'clock on mm-hmm. a Saturday and said, all right, we're going to yep. beat Bubble Bobble. Yep. And so we go through and we beat Bubble Bobble and we eventually get through the secret door so that you can yes. get all the extra levels to get the good ending. Right. Except it tells you that it's not the good ending because if you want the actual good ending, you have to go through and play Super Bubble Bobble, which is all the levels again. Right. And did so we by do the that? Time, I thought we did that, right? We did that. By the time yeah. we were done, I think it was 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you not know that, though? No. I mean, I didn't know that, but you guys knew that you had to go through the secret door and beat the extra levels in order to get the good ending. Yes. Yet didn't know the second step, which was to beat everything again. I think you'd yes. either know everything or nothing rather than 
just half the story. <laughs> nope, and we just knew just half that story. <laughs> those levels that are just so hard. There, there, I know there's one level where there's just four enemies at the top, and you have to like make a bubble and then bounce off that bubble to get up to them. Yeah. And you just can't do it because your bubble just pops. You know. Yeah, it's all about that. And then you just run out of time, and they kill you. You have to somehow, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's of course the like fastest running like whale guy, whatever. You know, right. bouncing around at the top of the screen. Oh, I think we sunny. did that like eight years ago, seven years ago, something like that. That sounds about right. And I think I've n- only just now reached the point where I could contemplate playing that game again. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that I gave it a 10. It, it It's one of those games, like, I think I'd enjoy playing, you know, sitting down and playing the first 20 levels or so. And then... Oh, wait, there's another 200 left to go. <laughs> you start collecting the letters, right? Yeah. What are the letters? Oh, yeah, because the letters got you a, a, the level skip, right? You got to warp 10 levels, right? Yeah. But you had to, like, not die in order to get... So you had to get all of the letters without dying or, like, without game-overing. And then you also had to not skip past the secret door, right? Correct. But, I mean, once, next you got to that, once you got to that point, it was so hard to get all the letters that you didn't I really... I see, yeah. You can only really warp earlier in the game. When you were, you know, when you didn't die as much. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure you could really warp past, like, 45 or something. Yeah. Because at that point, it was just too hard. So, yeah, one of the unfortunate parts of this list is that, you know, the easiest games to get for mm-hmm. Adam to actually buy were some of the best games for the Nintendo, for the most part. Right, So, right. we played through all of those games by the time we got through the first run. So, we have absolute crap to look forward to, I think, for the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes there's a gem here or there, but... Well, because when I started buying the Nintendo games, I was just buying them to buy the games I wanted to play, right? Oh, of course, yeah. You know, the Mega Mans and the Super Marios and such, so... And it wasn't until later that my sickness kicked in and I just wanted (laughs) a complete set. (laughs) What's the most you've paid for uh, NES cartridge so far? Me, personally? Yeah, I mean, I know you're not going to pay 100 grand for like a super rare cartridge, but is there anything you just had to have or thought was a good price, but was still, uh, you know, more than a dollar or something? Honest, probably the most I've ever paid is something like six bucks. Which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> have because... Haven't a lot of these shot up in price recently? Yes, I think there's, that's there's because... There's demand for them. I think that's because our generation has started earning money. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, we have? <laughs> Some of us. Okay, all right. All right. Enough to drive the prices up. Because the same thing actually happened with the Atari stuff about five years earlier, that the prices shot way up on, like, really common stuff. Like E.T.? All right, not that common. <laughs> Weren't there more but, cartridges of that game than there were Ataris? It's Pac-Man. That they're, oh, Pac-Man, yeah. all right. Yeah. They were so confident of Pac-Man's success that they made more copies of Pac-Man then there were actual Atari 2600s in existence at that time. <laughs> I, so, I remember playing that Pac-Man game. It was awful. Yeah, I mean, it, what it can only... you do in six weeks? <laughs> I think they literally gave him six weeks to put this thing out. Once they got the rights to it. Right. To make a game that's that's vaguely based on Pac-Man. Yeah, because I think they got the rights to it, and then like Christmas was like coming up right away. So yeah. Supposedly, they found the uh, landfill where the, all the Atari cartridges got buried. <laughs> Yeah, I heard they were going to go find that and dig it up, but I didn't know they had succeeded. I don't know if they succeeded in digging it up, but they were like very confident that they had located the actual area where it had been buried. So <laughs> I guess part of the problem is I think they put a, 
uh, cement slab on the top. So it's not <laughs> just like to make just, sure. It's not like you can just get a. Uh, well, they didn't want you know people going and stealing. I suppose so. Their, yeah, they're terrible games. <laughs> so yeah, it's not just a matter of just getting a shovel and digging. Right, you have to deal with this cement, this concrete. But... You had to get yourself to half a million copies of ET. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're not even so. There's also, but there were also reports that they were all the cartridges were bulldozed or like steamrolled over first before they were buried <laughs> to just make them like really useless. But people, I guess, are excited about these things. But mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, like about five years ago, that the Atari 2600 that market shot up and it started falling back down as those people lose interest or get what they want or whatever. And I think then I think in, right now we're sort of in the middle of the Nintendo one, and right and I guess the Super Nintendo one is the one that's currently on the rise. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh for sure. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I remember like. A few years ago, the Nintendo 64 one was way up because you could a lot of the games had a lot of gameplay to them. Right. So, you know that they were they were they didn't really drop down that much because you could buy a game, you know, and get a lot of play out of it for a lot less than you could buy like a new game. You know, like you could pick yeah. up Perfect Dark. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there were like a lot of games there. that were that were only on that system that people Correct. wanted to play. Like at the time, right, like Super Mario 64 yeah. GoldenEye, yeah. Ocarina of Time, Perfect Dark. These games were like Super only Smash. available. Super Smash Brothers were only available on the Nintendo 64. And but they've started since they've started like porting uh, a lot of those games to other systems. So the DS I know has Super Mario 64, and the 3DS has Ocarina of Time, and Perfect Dark's on Xbox and things like this. So yeah, because I recently bought a copy of Majora's Mask. I couldn't I'm find sorry. it. I, I yeah, that game. I actually like the game. It was pretty good. Uh, um, it just it, it, it frustrated me so much that they kept resetting that clock every time. Because <laughs> I, I was mean, always there's a lot of things you can time out and do, and you know a lot of side quests that are very dependent on the time. So. Yeah, and I think that's those were the ones I was trying to do, and that was just sort of frustrating. And then I just like just ran out of time, and then I would go back in time and. All the stuff I had done in, like, the temple to get the fairies or whatever had reset, and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. The temples, you kind of have to know your way through. Like, to get everything in one run through it. Yeah. I think I got halfway through the Goron Temple and said, the hell with this. (laughs) Because it's one of those where you gotta, like, watch the time and make sure that you get all the fairies before you fight the boss. So you don't have to go back. And then you have to get the reward you get for beating the boss, you know, before time expires. Yeah, I watched Jason Kane beat it once. That was enough for me. I watched Charlie. <laughs> you did? Yes. I remember at your parents' house oh, watching yeah. you beat the final boss because I somehow wasn't able to get the, the mask that lets you easily beat the final enemy. Oh, yeah, because that's the mask that you get by oh, getting all of the other all masks. masks. Right, right, which I yeah, didn't have. Some of I which are stupid. Temples. Right. Which really goes to show how playing video games, at least for me, was different back then as opposed to now. Because I would say, I didn't really like Majora's Mask that much, but I sat there and I got every single thing in the entire game anyway. <laughs> and this was before the era that you could just go online and look everything up. Exactly. You know, yeah. you, you either had Nintendo Power. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, one of the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, I would get probably halfway through the first dungeon and say, like, uh, the first sign of disappointment, I'd be like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time you make it through that temple and then run out of time. Yeah, you know, yeah. Before you're done, you're like, well, I'm done with this game. <laughs> I do remember at Alex's open house, I think it was Alex's open house. No, maybe it was Dustin's. Whatever, yeah. at one of the open houses, you were playing Final Fantasy III. Oh, they, that, that was Charlie at my open house playing on my uh, oh, Final yeah. Fantasy III where I was stuck at the final boss. 
Yeah. Right, because you like hadn't done enough leveling or something. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I couldn't beat any of the enemies that were in the final boss's area. Oh, and you probably got yeah, you got stuck, basically. Yeah, I couldn't get out from the the final temple or whatever area that that tower. I couldn't get out from where I had saved. <laughs> Which honestly, beating that was a lot more fun than maybe having overpowered your characters because you're like, all right, <laughs> you really have to think about what you're doing, right, like you using all take... your items optimally and take every turn seriously yeah but i just remember alex having guests upstairs like sort of there to honor his graduation and we're down in his uh the bottom of that tri-level just playing <laughs> super <laughs> nintendo it's an excellent plan yeah. <laughs> and what do we remember from that day playing nintendo so well could have been that bad <laughs> was a good cake i don't remember the cake it was a photo cake and someone yeah. Because I went in and cut out his eye. <laughs> Possibly before someone had snapped a picture or something that might have been the, the main problem with it. <laughs> so what so what was the worst Nintendo game you think we've played? Bible Adventures. Yeah, it's Bible Adventures. So what was it about? I didn't even like look at the ratings. I know I gave that an awful rating. You gave it a zero. Yes. All right. Good. <laughs> Good. Average. So what 0. was it about 7. Bible Adventures that you just detested so much? Uh it, w- it was just like if I remember the the gameplay was choppy, right? And it was just it was like it was what a two D platformer. Right? Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. they're all two D. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You just couldn't figure out like what to do. Yeah, this is an interesting question because I'm trying to think back. Like I, I know I disliked it, but it was it. so long ago. I, I would have to guess too. Like maybe the jumping wasn't all that great. Like it wasn't very responsive controls. Um, I remember that you had to answer Bible trivia in order to get health back. Oh right, that was another part. Yeah, yeah. So. But I'm not sure that I would have faulted it specifically for that. I think I would have considered it bizarre, but not unfair exactly for what it was. Wasn't that? I don't know. Did we quote? Do we have quotes for that? Uh, Probably. And wasn't it? it Oh, there's a Charlie quote for that. There's multiple. uh, Weren't there multiple sections too? Like there was a baby Moses part, maybe, and like a Noah's Ark part. I didn't make it. Like, there was maybe multiple different games you could start out playing. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's hard to remember which Bible game is which, honestly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that, that could be the case. So what was the quote? Uh, by Charlie. Even God doesn't know what Wisdom Tree was thinking when they created this game. Most disturbing is their very loose interpretation of the word adventures. This is for masochists only. I'm a lesser man for having played. Stay away if you have any regard for yourself or loved ones. <laughs> Unfortunately, not very descriptive of the gameplay itself. Oh, I don't think many of these quotes are very descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> More about making something quotable than yes. Oh, for sure. Descriptive. Uh, yeah. Oh, my quote for Burger Time is pretty good. It is uh, hours of burger making fun. <laughs> but if you had, if I had to think back and say now what the worst game we had played was, I remember saying Bible Adventures was bad. And that was funny to say, but I remember being really frustrated with Widget. <laughs> Which I believe there is a quote for you for Widget as well. Oh, I, I, I happen to have given Widget a one. <laughs> I think maybe I was expecting a decent game from Widget, which was based on a was it based on a children's television series? Yeah, I vaguely recall watching the cartoon when I was a kid. It was some sort of like environmental thing hmm. about like an alien who came to Earth to save us from pollution or something. No, <laughs> you didn't do a very good job. <laughs> Here we are, twenty years out. What are you doing now, Widget? So there are actually two quotes for Widget, one from me and one from Charlie. So right. my quote says. 
this game is too hard. How they expect their target audience of young kids to come even close to enjoying this game is beyond me. The game is cartoonish and moves well, but that's about it. And then Charlie's quote is, The only thing I hate more than a bad video game translation of a bad cartoon is a bad video game translation of a bad cartoon that is freaking impossible. <laughs> Buy a copy, then destroy it to relieve the world of the misery it will inevitably cause. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yeah, I remember there was a section where you had to jump over a pit and there was an enemy on the other side of the pit. But until you actually started jumping, the enemy didn't appear. Oh, yeah. And it kept resetting position. So it wasn't like you could wait for it to go through its pattern and move to the other edge of the platform. You were just always going to land on top of it. And it would knock you back into the pit. Yeah, that's as far as we got. I remember. We never got any farther than that. And as Adam pointed out, if we couldn't figure out... Yeah, what other games were truly awful? I'm trying to... I think we may have mentioned in the podcast before, there was one unrateable game. I know um, there were multiple we said there were, but there was one, it was either a tank or... There's a, a couple. There was Mule. Yeah, that oh, wasn't yeah. unrateable so much as we were like, well, yeah, it kind of was. I think Mule was a, an in-depth strategy game that we weren't going to be able to adequately explore in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to look at the other unrated ones. Overlord? Yes, I think that was the tank one, where we couldn't figure out how to turn on the tank. That and, sounds familiar. In, infiltrator. Uh, it could have been that one, too. <laughs> Both sound very vague. And how long did it take <laughs> us? Like, how long did it take us to figure out how to play Metal Gear as well? Well, that, actually, we, yeah. we did re-rate that until recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I eventually looked it up. I was like, "All right, how do you play Metal Gear?" <laughs> and then, as I recall, Alex and I worked out how to do it and decided that actually this game just is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you, had to, you had to hide in the trains, right? Or get on yeah. trains and you'd show up at different or trucks and you'd show up at different locations. Trucks. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, every enemy dealt, like, half your life damage to with even yeah. the smallest. Also, it was, I guess, stealth in a way, trying yeah. to make sure the enemies didn't see you. Right. Yeah, except there was, like, other than waiting for them to fall asleep, like, there was no way of avoiding them. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Taboo the Sixth Sense. <laughs> Alex gave a two. I gave a point five. Wait, what did Alex give? Three. I was, I was Three. the high oh, one. Oh, wow. He was, he was apparently entertained by Taboo the Sixth Sense, which I believe is just tarot. Three, three isn't an entertaining. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was more entertained than you guys were. But that doesn't mean that I was entertained. <laughs> Ten yard fight at a 1.7 average. So just some sort of terrible football game. I remember the name. Any quotes for Ten Yard Fight or Taboo? I'm sure there were for Taboo. Taboo. Not really a game, this is just tarot for the NES. I guess it's executed reasonably well, but what it boils down to is a series of prepackaged computer responses that are unaffected by the player's choices and question. Not recommended, except as a laugh when you're bored, tired, and have exhausted all other means of entertainment, including self-inflicted Chinese water torture. (laughs) That was my quote. Charlie's quote was, Apparently the only thing taboo in this game is giving a straight answer to your question. (laughs) I like how my quotes tend to try and say something about the game. I know. Your quotes are just like (laughs) one-liners. I think mine mine tend to be better or more descriptive when I like the game. (laughs) Uh, uh, Mine are very (laughs) one-liner. Yeah, you actually don't have many, do you? Nah, probably about half a dozen. Yeah. have many quotes about games. Alex would always respond by to games he didn't like by dropping the controller on the ground. Yeah. Not throwing it, just holding it out and just dropping it. Yeah. I've had <laughs> enough of this game. And then saying next. 
the, the, ga- <laughs> the, the game should be playable having to read the instruction booklet. That's why. I don't want to have to read all the instructions about how to play. It should either teach you as you go go along, right? Or it should mm-hmm. be fairly, like, you know, figurable. Right. So if it didn't do that, it automatically was worse. I might have found the best quote ever, though. This is from Charlie. This is for Mega Man. It reads, Mega Man is fun. <laughs> That must have been one where you, you said, hey, make up a quote. And it's just uh, make up a quote. <laughs> like, all right. That was for the original Mega Man? Yes. Did we, have, yeah, did we ever a... beat Marble Madness? This is I'm looking at that from. No, I don't think so. Uh, because could you continue in that game? I think you had limited continues or something. So yeah, and I, I know the later levels are really impossible. So I remember watching Charlie put the game genie code in to mm-hmm. beat Marble Madness and still couldn't do it. <laughs> But then one day in the dorm, Monica brought her friend Lisa into the room to play the game. And I watched Lisa beat the game without a game genie. Wow. Yeah, I was suitably impressed. I, I don't ever remember making it past like the fifth or sixth level in that game. Well, there was one level where you had to like get on a, a platform that's like moves through the air. That's mm-hmm. the width of the ball. Yeah. The ball. yeah. And I just watched Charlie do it over and over and over and he could not <laughs> he could occasionally get on it and then couldn't stay on it because your marble has so much momentum right and uh like a lot of the controls involve be- moving diagonally which on the nintendo controllers is really tough oh yeah to handle like well i think all of the squares are set up diagonally right right to right, the screen were. so yeah so you remember how i said there were only three games that had subsequently rated high enough to make the list Yes. Yeah. It turns out that's not technically true. There are actually five games. Oh. Ooh. Would you like to know what the other two games are? Is yes. It gumshoe? It is not Gumshoe. <laughs> Despite my best efforts, it was not Gumshoe. It is Jeopardy Junior Edition and Jeopardy 25th Anniversary Edition. <laughs> Every time we play a new Jeopardy game, I'd ask you to look up my review for <laughs> the other Jeopardy games. Just give it that. Because all these what? Jeopardy games are uh, all these Jeopardy games are identical. I mean, new yeah, questions, I... but it's not all of them. There are some that are actually a little bit different. But I think that NES had maybe three or four that had the exact same code behind it, and maybe had different character just... models or different questions, which yeah. is fair. Right, right. I mean, because I think you could just memorize all the questions to like the first Jeopardy, because there weren't really yeah. that many. I think there were enough. I just remember the main problem with the uh, the original Jeopardy is that there is no lockout. All right. Oh yeah. So I would kick ass all the time. <laughs> yes. Because I can right. read faster. And then when we would play on the Nintendo 64, I would start to kick ass because the lockout. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you were better at the timing. <clears throat> and then I would lose both oh. times. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's what Jeopardy's about: is being good at knowing when Alex is going to finish reading the question. Oh, have you seen? Uh, I haven't actually seen this guy, and I don't know if he's still on, but the. I guess, recent Jeopardy champ who plays differently than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly how I would play the game. <laughs> Which is so great. When the, I first heard for, about him, the, I thought it was fantastic. For the benefit of those who don't know, maybe you should describe. Oh, so um, he plays with some tactics that seem unorthodox at first, but actually make a lot of sense. So when people play Jeopardy, one thing that they'll do usually is they'll start like with the low scoring questions or the low dollar amount questions, and then they'll work their way up. So it's usually a progression of question difficulty. Um, and one thing that he does is that he won't do that. He'll constantly switch between categories for two reasons. One, if you pick things between, I guess, 300 and 500, like on the first round, or did have they, they doubled the points at some point, didn't they? So it's like, 
yeah, 600 yeah. to 1,000. Yeah. Um, if you pick on the lower half of the board, you're more likely to get a daily double. And his strategy is, I don't care if I get the daily double right. I just don't want other people to have a daily double. Right, yeah. The whole so he'll constantly bounce it. around the board trying to find it and switching categories constantly so that the other people don't have a chance to get used to the category and anticipate answers for it. And that's frustrating for the other people playing, but... It's also frustrating for many people in the audience, too. Many people watching who like that progression of difficulty. That's exactly how that computer played. Watson, the computer played as well. Yeah, exactly. Jump around. Because Another, if, you know, and also, if you're the one picking the category, you're more ready for what the question is than the other people. So if you jump around, you have, you know, you're more ready to anticipate the next question yes. than your opponents are. And there was two interesting things that I had read that he did. One was, you know, he found a daily double, and the daily double was a sports question. So he just bid $5. He's like, I'm not going to know the answer to the question. I just bid $5. He was just happy that, you know, nobody else had found the question. <laughs> so Alex, you know, reads the reads the answer and he's supposed to give the question. And as soon as Alex is done, like less than half a second after he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> the other interesting thing that I heard he did was that he bid in final jeopardy. He could have bid one more dollar when he got a question right and would have won the game, but he instead chose an amount so that he would tie another player. And, and the reason was is because it was most important for him to move on to the next round. He didn't care whether the other person did or not because it doesn't affect the amount of money that he wins. Well, well, you're going to play because if you tie someone, you presumably had a choice to tie them, right? If he could have bid one more dollar to win, he could have done that, which means he was in a he was controlling his own destiny into the next round. Well, why not? Why not bring someone with you that you know you can beat because you just exactly yeah exactly. So, We'll just play that. I'll just rather play that person again. And then I'm only facing one new opponent, which should make the game easier then. Yeah. Theoretically. So Yeah. I never understood why people wanted to beat people by a dollar. You should have them tag along and you should just constantly. Yeah. Beat up <laughs> I assume it's the humiliation factor. Well, they get money. I too. beat you by one dollar. <laughs> this isn't the price is right. No, yeah, I, I think how, the fact but is, that's people's mentality, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that and I think a lot of people just don't even think about it. Well, well, they think they, they're. I think they're trying to wager the least amount of money that they have to to still win, right? Yes. But don't they don't realize that tying on that game still winning? Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's not like tie a is a win. death. So my question, and unfortunately I haven't been following it, is would the the writers and producers of the show change the way in which, you know, the placement of the Daily Doubles, maybe to try to screw him up if he was winning too much? They should randomize them. They really they should. but And and, and I think they're never in, bo- in the second round. They're never both in the same category. Right. Ah, yes. So once you hit one, you never guess questions in that category anymore either because it's going to be somewhere else on the board. So you just kind of leave that because, of course, the daily double is the most powerful question to land on because the maximum score in the second round of questions, 2000, whereas the maximum score on a daily double is whatever your current total is. But I guess that's always the question. I mean, with somebody like Ken Jennings is, were they going to pick categories they knew he wasn't as strong in in order to get him to lose eventually? And I, yeah, but, I but I think it's it's randomized. I don't think they 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 just make if up they the question. Caught doing that, they would be in. Oh way. yeah, that'd be maybe the end of the show. Yeah, I think there's a certain uh, criteria that they have to meet. Like no two daily doubles in the same category. Right. Don't put them in the at the top level. That sort of thing. Right. Yeah, the first row. Yeah. So. But I think that's and only... they're almost never in the last row either. So they're always in the middle rows. I think. But I think that's only because of. I don't know if those are actual rules of Jeopardy so much as things they do because it makes it more interesting for people watching. Yeah. So, I mean, they could break that rule whenever they wanted. Right. Yeah. yeah, but I think just the way they sort of have it set up. Right, right. They could always, yeah, they could always affect the distribution of daily yeah. doubles. And then somebody asked him, you know, well, you know, how do you decide you wanted to do all this? You've been studying it, Jeopardy, a long time? And he was like, no. So 
when I heard that I was going to be on Jeopardy, I typed in the search engine, how do I win at Jeopardy? (laughs) (laughs) And apparently everybody's, I mean, there's a lot of people who've thought about these things and never actually gone on Jeopardy. I think he like, because there there are message, there are message boards about how, uh, uh, like just like all the categories that have every question that's been read on every episode, right? So you could figure out which categories come up most often, and then you could spend your time studying those categories instead of other categories. Oh, and that actually kind of reminds me well, of because uh, they yeah. also say that uh, it's better to just know a little bit about everything right. in Jeopardy because if they ask a more obscure category like question, it's just going to be the answer that everyone knows. Right. Correct. Right. Uh, so I think we're hitting the end of our hour or whatever. Is there anything we want to cap off with the uh, Nintendo games? Did you want to talk about the top rated games of all time? Uh, I can tell you that the, that list is also on the website. Oh, okay. yes. Ooh, so yes. you can find out for yourself later yes, on. Yes, if you, if you go to the bottom of the any of the rating page, there is a link to the top 25 Nintendo games. I think we only mentioned a couple of them. Uh, we mentioned one, two, I only see two that we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, three. One, There's one, two, four. Okay, I see four that three. we mentioned. I vaguely mentioned one, four. So we mentioned Bubble Bobble, Correct. Jeopardy, Correct. Marvel Madness, and Burger Time was Burger referenced. Time. Yes, Burger Time. <laughs> Can't believe yeah, that so, that high. I'm just looking at the list. Did we really I think like the, that game that much? I yeah. think Burger Time is one of those games that squeaked in, but yeah. apparently we enjoyed more than, say, Battletoads. Or Kirby's <laughs> Adventure, weirdly. Don't call the, the pawn shop on Pawn Stars asking for Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, our Nintendo games rating list is now on the Gobeski Wall support. If you if there's a score you disagree with and you want to add your own input, just uh, drop us a line at uh, Twitter. You can uh, just do that at GW Report, or you can go to our Facebook page and just let us know in a comment. What would they I'm comment? Sorry. On? That, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it would be something like "You sucks" or lowercase Bible Adventures is to sweetest. LOL one one one. 11. Uh, what is this, 2005? I'm not I spent I spent a year and a half of my life programming widget. <laughs> How dare you, sir? That would actually probably be the greatest comment I think we would ever <laughs> We actually talked to the guy who did widget and we'd just be like, I would, I would happily have him on, <laughs> on the podcast. I think that'd be great. <laughs> He's probably Japanese and doesn't speak English very well, but that's wouldn't never be the worst it. guest we've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who is the worst guest we've ever had? Yeah. That that should, that could be its own show. <laughs> Trying to to get a hold of the worst guest we've, we've ever. Had. We'll, we'll do so. Episode fifty can be like a best of, and episode forty nine can be worst of. <laughs> <laughs> worst of. <laughs> You've sat through the worst. Now experience the best, and it's just the same episode. the best of episodes like four and a half minutes (laughs) (laughs) so anyway that was my wrap up i guess all right well thank you very much well once again for the gobeski wallace report my name is charlie wallace i'm adam gobeski alex and i'm i'm having an extended uh awkward pause so that i don't get reintroduced (laughs) 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 all right later did he say his name yeah, I did. But yeah, I did. Yeah, laughing yeah. over it, so it's all right. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. You can check out our website at GobeskiWallsReport.com, or you can check us out on Twitter or Facebook. Follow us at GW Report, or simply like the Gobeski Wallace Report on Facebook. 
Thanks for all your support so far. Tell your friends. Tell your other friends. Have them tell their friends. I really want 100 people to follow us on Facebook, so get on it! <laughs> There's definitely a nostalgia factor at play here. Yeah. I assume that's why pinball is getting ridiculously high scores. Yeah, probably. Good. No Ad- background. Adam, is there a way to mute your microphone quickly? Uh, probably. What's right. this button do? That might been it. That might have been it. Okay. And now I'm unmuted. Okay. Were you saying stuff during the time you were muted, or not? I said hello. I'm muted. Okay. All right. When you muted and unmuted, I think some of the noise went away. Seemed to, anyway. Yeah, some of your mom went away. Wow. Oh. That's a zinger. <laughs> Where'd she go to? <laughs> Nobody knows. Hmm. <laughs>